everyone, 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 happy Monday, happy new week. I feel like it's going to be a fantastic week. I feel like it's going to be a fantastic week or uh, the pint of cold brew that I just took down is kicking in. Not too sure. We'll see. Uh, I'm coming at you all right now, a little congested. The sinus is kind of blocked up. The throat's a little scratchy. I'm not sure if I have a cold or if allergy season is upon us. Because last year around this time, I think I might have been a little deeper into March, but I got like hit with my first ever, I think it was an allergy attack. I, I, I felt unbelievably achy, real congested, and then I took Zyrtec and the next day I was fine. So I think I'm going to have to call the bullpen, tell Zyrtec, let's start getting warmed up, let's get your arm loose. Might have to implement it in my morning routine soon, I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm going to weigh it out, I'll see how I feel tomorrow. It's early March. I mean, right now, at least the way I'm looking at it, I got that kind of congested, sexy morning voice. I'm going to leverage that into these episodes. So maybe I just, maybe I have allergies. Maybe I just ignore the fact that I don't feel too good, ignore Zyrtec, and just use this time to get some nice content out with this voice. We'll see. I don't really know. but But I do know this. Everyone, you're hearing my voice, congested or not, but you're hearing my voice right now on a Monday, which means that this is the Monday Morning Commute Podcast. Everyone, my name is John. Here's my thing. Little update before we get into it. Uh, If you you noticed or if you didn't, I did not upload an episode on Saturday or Sunday. And after doing some thinking and some assessing, kind of taking a a backseat, looking at the bigger picture, I am going to upload episodes of the Here's My Thing Podcast Monday, excuse me, Monday through Friday. And this... More of a strategic decision. Not, I don't know. I, it was the point being. I'm not sure what the consumption of podcast is for the listeners on Saturday and Sunday. I also hit you all with new episodes basically every day. That can be a lot to listen to. I'm going to use the extra time. I think work on the podcast and on back end stuff and just create adventures. Or you know, if I want to grab a bagel and go to a movie and take a nap, not feel guilty that stuff's not coming out. Is that fair? I don't. You know, we're, we're going to run with it. We're going to run with it. When I started the podcast, everyone, we're actually coming up on the one-year anniversary of the Here's My Thing podcast. I wasn't sure, like goal-wise, when I, the first kind of few weeks, I was just putting out content, stretching my voice, you know, flexing that creative muscle, a lot of fluctuation here and there. And I didn't know how I wanted to take it. Put out a couple episodes a week. I thought I was going to do that, but I, I fell in love and just really enjoyed the process of doing it every single day. And like a lot of pride, I, I, I took into that. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to set a goal of 300 episodes for the entire year. This is the 287th. And the, the year anniversary, technically I uploaded it to Anchor, which when I, I upload my episodes to Anchor, and then they distribute it to other platforms. And I think some of you listen on um, like... Uh, iTunes or Spotify, whatever it might be, I I upload it to Anchor and Anchor distributes. I technically uploaded the first episode on March 31st. On iTunes, it will read as April 1st. So I'm calling the anniversary March 31st. The objective was uh, 300 episodes out there and 30,000 downloads slash plays. I'm not going to give anyone, I, I will upload, or excuse me, I will update you on the metrics on March 31st, but I know we're getting close to that 300 episode mark. Uh, I'm happy. I'm proud. Nonetheless, still got to get there. And I'm very excited about this episode. And I think this week's lineup is, quote unquote, fire. 
but nonetheless, so we, we, we spoke about Big Red a little bit earlier this past week. And, you know, Big Red for me, I love it. I chew it a lot. But I also, I've just been a gum chewer ever since I was little. I mean, it was Big League Chew in the dugout. Uh, it's classic, you know, experimenting with bubble gum. Orbit had that bubble mint flavor. I, I, nothing is new in terms of chewing something that you can't swallow for me. I, I've been doing it ever since I can remember, you know, six years old, five years old, and baby teeth still intact. It's just been a part of my life. But things get interesting once you kind of get into the more rigorous, and I'd say, you know, I was going to say legislative, but kind of rule-enforced middle school years. Because in seventh, eighth grade, you know, you got a bunch of kids all going through puberty. Things get out of hand. Things get wild. And I think administrative-wise, you've got to be able to crack down on these students while still guiding them in a path that nurtures and I would say supports, you know, educational and creative growth. The middle, excuse me, the middle school that I went to, um, not going to name it, I very much enjoyed my time there. No one else did. I don't know what it was. This was when, you know, jerk dancing was really big and I created a dancing crew. We had some battles that was a highlight of my year. This is also when Modern Warfare 2 came out, and I played a lot of video games in eighth grade, and I was very happy with that. I, it, it was just this interesting balance between social, video game, uh, you know, dancing, and average grades before the transition to high school. It was something experimental. Uh, I will say this, though. So my middle school as a whole, I think objectively it was a good school. Architecturally speaking, Pretty well put together, nice little courtyard quad, classrooms around the outside, you know, easy bathroom access. Food-wise, cafeteria, I mean, look, $1.75 for a mango Gatorade, I'm not going to complain. $2.25 for a slice of pizza, I'm good. And, you know, a dollar cookie, if I can scrape something up, bottom on the backpack, I'm, I'm going to be happy as well. It was a good school. But let's just talk about the concrete. A uh, lot of black dots, everyone across the entire courtyard and quad. A lot of black dots. Now, what were these black dots? And it was not by design. They were pieces of gum that when they fall on the ground, people walk on it. It gets hardened over time. Look, we're in Southern California. The concrete gets hot, bakes under there. And you've basically got, you know, a concrete additive that was never intended. It's these black dots. And you'll see them in, I think, older high school campuses, basically just schools in general, maybe downtown streets and cities. You'll see these black dots of gum. And it's disgusting. I don't see them that much anymore. I know in my middle school, the, the entire courtyard was always covered for some reason. And I'm just going to preface what I'm about to get into by saying this. I just don't understand why someone would take a piece of gum and chuck it onto the ground. That genuinely doesn't make sense. And my middle school was very much covered. It's pretty terrible. And it's hard, I, I would assume it's hard to scrape off because no one, there was never an effort to eradicate the campus of these black spots of this old retired gum. I, I don't know if it's the chemical mix between the gum and saliva with the bottom of some sort of Skechers shoes tread. I, I, again, I really don't know. There was no effort to ever eradicate the campus with that. But I'm going to say this. I just genuinely don't understand why people would take gum and throw it onto the ground. I, I cannot believe like people would find that as a good solution to you know, relinquish their mouths of gum. Do they spit it out? Do they take it out of their mouth and throw it? Because if I have gum in my mouth, I'm always throwing it in a trash can. And worst case, if you caught me on my worst days in a very bad mood. 
I'm probably going to take my gum out and chuck it into a bush. I'm going to be honest, but I never throw it right on the ground because I've stepped in gum before. I've walked in gum before. It is not fun. It's disgusting. It's terrible. Then you got to get a stick and you got to sit down. You got to put your right leg over your left quad, get a bit of an angle. We're cranking the neck and we're digging at the tread of our shoe. God forbid I'm wearing Vans because stale gum, underside of that shoe, let's call it black and white checkered slip on. Getting that off is near impossible. That treading, not going to happen. And honestly, honestly, if we're chewing gum and then throwing it onto the concrete, you know, instead of putting it behind the ear or rewrapping it and disposing of it later, I think that is worse than not picking up after your dog. Because look, if I'm walking in, in my pristine white Nike Cortez kicks, if I'm walking, I would rather step in the business of a dog versus stepping in gum. Because when I step in gum, a little sticky with each step. Let's say it's my left shoe, a little sticky each time I'm walking. And I know what's happening, but I'm a little afraid to pause, look underneath, and feel that regret. If I step, look, if I'm stepping in dog schmear, here's the issue. Um, it's going to smell bad. It's not going to be fun. It's disgusting. All I have to do, though, walk over to some grass, rub it a few times. Maybe if I'm near a hose, quick little spray, it's good to go. My shoes get an involuntary cleaning. If I step into gum, I find the nearest twig and pick at it, maybe get a toothpick, I, I'm not going to wash my shoes off either way, and I'm not going to get the entire thing off. I, maybe I have to pull the whole peanut butter trick, where if you get gum in your hair, you put peanut butter, it comes right out. Maybe I have to do that, but at that point, I'm wasting peanut butter. If some random civilian doesn't clean up after their dog, and my shoe does the cleaning for him, I'm not using any peanut butter. I'm not using my hands. There's no twig. It's rubbing in grass. Uh, quick little spurts of water. That's terrible. And when you say all this, and when you factor in that 80% of my middle school was wearing Vans, I, you can see why the teachers and staff members didn't want people chewing gum. I, I still don't understand why my school was spotted with it. I don't know why people are just dropping gum onto the floor. There was trash cans everywhere. Doesn't make any sense. Either way, it almost goes without saying that gum chewing, possession of gum in general, not tolerated at my middle school. Not at all. Issue being, you know, you give power to the higher-ups, the principals, the vice principals, the administrators. You give a little power for them to outlaw gum. Things get blown out of proportion. All of a sudden, the crime of just chewing gum, blown out of proportion. Everyone, I was mild-mannered to a certain extent in middle school. I, I would talk out of times when I shouldn't talk. I, I you know, neglected the, the hand-raising principle. I wasn't really into that. And I would eat Cool Ranch Doritos in class, and you couldn't have food in class. I would do those things. Not that big of a deal. Now, the discipline for these actions, I mean, it's a, it's a figurative slap on the wrist, really just a scold. And... I'm obedient for the rest of the day. Now, in two weeks, would I go back to those Cool Ranch Doritos in English class? Yes. Would I neglect the hand raise often? Yeah, I just want to engage with my classmates, stimulate discussion. I don't think that's that big of a crime. Never once really got a detention for any of that. In general, if I got a detention, it was because I was tardy, and I think I had decent reason to do so. Maybe we'll break that down another time. But I did receive one Saturday school in middle school. 
one Saturday school. It's basically an, a, a, an extended detention for about six hours, and you have to report to school on a literal Saturday, on your weekend. Uh, one bathroom break, no food is provided that's on you. Obviously, you know, water, they, they need you to, like, to survive these sessions. But you basically did homework without talking for six straight hours. Um, that's, and I think that's kind of cruel in general, sitting down two, three-hour blocks. You have a chaperone just staring at you the entire time. The ventilation system kind of ringing in the background, the clock ticking. It, it was very Breakfast Club-esque, but you never became friends with the people you did this with. You didn't really learn anything. There was no life lessons and no random hookups. No one ever had a sandwich, a bag of cookies, and a gallon of milk. No one... Well, there were people on the wrestling team that joined. There were the bad boys that joined. We didn't really have cheerleaders in middle school. So it was like the breakfast club, except completely different and not as fun. But I did get a Saturday school. And the reason for it, and I'm not kidding, this was 100 this is literally written on the, the pink slip that gifted me the, the extended detention. Quote, unquote, everyone, I received a Saturday school for excessive gum chewing. Excessive gum chewing, that might be the softest way to get in trouble of all time. You know, you, you see those movies where people will be in prison and they ask, like, what'd you do it for? And if it's a comedy, you know, the first two guys will be like murder, uh, robbery, and then the other guy's going to say something stupid like littering or something, something along those lines. Saturday school, what you usually, if you got a Saturday school, it was probably because maybe possession of marijuana. Maybe you skipped some classes. Maybe you were sagging too much, too many days in a row. Saw those Hanes boxers a little bit too much. I chewed gum too much. No street cred whatsoever. But I got a Saturday school for it. I don't know what I'm supposed to learn in my six hour. I'm, I'm still going to chew gum. It's decently, it's pretty easy to consider. I don't know how I got caught first off. Uh, like, um, not a janitor, but a groundskeeper found me. It was before class. I had spearmint in, of course, and just kind of pulled me aside, asked me, am I chewing gum? And I said, yes, I'm going to be, I'm not going to lie about that. It's pretty easy to see. I was chewing gum. It was green in my mouth, my jaw going up and down. You can see the flex, lower right-hand portion of my face. And boom, right there, I'm in the, in the office, and they're kind of going over my track record, knowing that I have been caught before. Not once did I ever litter it, by the way. It was always in the trash can. But next thing I know, in two weeks, I got my scheduled date. I'm in a classroom with people I don't even know doing homework I'm not going to do until Sunday night, or so I would have thought. It's just so interesting. That's not the correct way to get across to kids. Saturday school. I do think Saturday school, I think that could be a very effective punishment, but it's got to be for the right thing. And, you know, I, I, um, I haven't been in middle school for a while, haven't been in high school for a while, you know, recent college grad, and I can say, quote unquote, whatever this whole real world stuff is, if I even am in it right now, and I've received parking tickets, I, I've paid my parking fees outside, I think we need a bit of a role reversal. And for those of you who listened to the traffic-like episode where I got drilled for 270 bucks for running a, a, a red light that was you know, just rules of the road-wise, a little, little blurry, 
I left with two photos of my face, none of which were good angles. That's beside the point. I think we need a role reversal because after you know many traffic infractions, you actually do get to go through some sort of educational course or you can do it online. It takes 20 minutes to do the stuff online, traffic school. It's very easy. It's not that big of a deal. You don't really learn anything and you still pay $250. Now that's a problem. That's an issue. And look, I, and I understand that the tickets and the fees from all this, they probably fund things around the city. But, and here's what I'm suggesting. So here's the role reversal. What if, let's say, um, instead of charging people $250 for accidentally going a little bit too late through a red light, it was still yellow, by the way. What if we charge them instead of $250, $70, and we give them four extra photos from different angles, so maybe you get that jawline, but then for traffic school, instead of some sort of dull presentation online or sitting in a classroom and getting lectured, we rent out an event space and we get them, you know, Stumptown Coffee. This is Portland, of course. So, I mean, Stumptown Coffee, maybe Aunt Petunia's Bakery provides us with cookies and muffins. And we make it a, like a collaborative social type of space where, you know, maybe there is a mundane presentation in the background, but for the most part, we get other people together. We build a communal aspect and we start talking about what we did wrong and what we're going to do better next time. Instead of having these fees and tickets, you know, question whether or not people can make rent on time, we frame it more of like a luxurious, it's a luxurious general admission to some sort of event, a social event with coffee in the morning, good start to the Saturday. We learn from our mistakes. We hear from other people. Maybe we make a few friends and we move on with our day. Still deducting, you know, 70 bucks from the bank account, but I doubt people are going to run that red light next time. I think we're going to be second guessing, you know, oh, can I take a chance on this yellow? Should I park in this spot? Is it okay? Is it Saturday from 8 to 3? What if I get back to my car at 3.30? Will I get dinged here? That's what I'm framing there. But now for the middle schoolers and the gum, here's what I would have done. I would have said, no, 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 no Saturday school. We're not going to do that. Instead, we're going to charge each kid $15 per time they get caught with gum. Because when we're in middle school, we might be getting an allowance, we might not. One way or another, if we put some sort of monetary fee on them, I think we're teaching a few lessons. One, don't mess with us. Two, look, personal finance. You either budget for these penalties or you incur the cost. Let's be smart with our money. So if you want to pay two bucks for the pack of gum, but risk that $15 fee, that's on you, risk and reward. And then we transfer that into some sort of, I don't know if we can, maybe a junior Roth program, 401k investing, investing in general, investing in businesses. That's what I'm looking at it like. And maybe we even punish them if, if they, for some reason, buy bubblicious gum you're looking $2.25 per pack, but only five pieces, that's maybe a $30 fine because I don't know, I, I think we just got to educate our youth on what the good and bad gum is. So put the money fines on the youth, educational kind of social aspect, Saturday school, whatever that even means for the adults with these parking tickets. Is that outlandish? We teach children right off the bat at a, at a very important part of their lives, middle school, going through a lot of change. Let's um, ingrain financial and fiscal responsibility uh, into their minds at the proper time, at an early age. Start them young. Everyone, I'm looking at the clock right now, and it is actually about that time. So I, I hope 
that this episode made you smile, made you think, uh, maybe made that commute a little better, whatever we're doing. I'm not, I'm not really sure if we're going to work, if we're hanging out at home, doing the dishes, folding laundry. I, I don't really know, but I do know this. Everyone, this was the Monday Morning Commute Podcast. My name is John. This all was my thing. Thank you for rocking with me. Until next time.